to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Gary Ross. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week. It is straight up and down 7 o'clock, and we are glad you are with us here on Game Time from ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Tom and Ward and Garrett, and we're glad you're with us. Ward, good morning. Wow. Ward got a bright, bright green shirt on this morning. Yes. That is, uh, that's something. I mean, what? I mean, that's just, that's not your typical Kelly Green or... That's out there, boy. That's a cool shirt. It's just green. So that's green, good stuff. Green shirt. <laughs> there's, a song, green. there's a song in there, isn't there? Green shirts on the ceiling? No, it'd be green snakes, oh, Johnny okay. Bush. <laughs> I have no idea what y'all are no, talking about. No, I know about. you that's don't. Wave. <laughs> I have no idea about uh, that one. You need to find that. <laughs> I'll look that okay, one up. Okay, so Ward, little little Johnny Bush uh, trivia for you this morning for 50 points. What's the name of the band? The Bandoleros. The Bandoleros. Very good. I feel so lost right now. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the coolest thing about this show? You have no clue. (laughs) I I don't. Most of the time, we have no clue. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. Which is kind of fun. Uh, So, Garrett, how are we? I'm good. Good, good. So, weren't we supposed to get the rain overnight and not... This morning, I thought it was like two a.m. or one a.m. or whatever when all the rain was supposed to come through. Yeah, between two and five. So, well, I'm telling you, at five o'clock it was rocking. When I got up to, you know, to get moving around, it was rocking. Did you know that, Garrett? I mean, by the way, I, I didn't know that it was rocking. I know I got up about five forty-five to take the dog out, and it was raining. And then I was when we were coming up here, I saw a bunch of lightning, and I was like, "Well, I thought this was supposed to be over with." I guess it's I not. think we got some more coming. Uh, so anyway, it, it, we can use it, and, and let me tell you, yeah, our friends to the north can use it too. Hadn't even gotten near enough yet. Yeah, we're about two or three inches down, even more maybe. Yeah, and you know, and we're and this is early spring, so mm-hmm. yeah, we need it. We absolutely need it. Could use it. Uh, bring on more. Bring on more. All right. Uh, so a couple of minutes after seven. Anything exciting going on? I mean, I just kind of thought yesterday was just. I, I didn't have any. I went to football practice. Mm-hmm. How's that? Uh, it was good. Uh, we got we got to talk with defensive ends, and when and you know you don't really stop and think about it until they start together. The, we had four of them that came over to talk to the to the media yesterday, and there's more. That's a room that has some depth. It's been a long time coming, a long time coming, and it's not just numbers in the room; it's quality numbers in the room. They've got some really good defensive ends uh, under Coach Johnson, and uh, we'll we'll hear from him a little later on in the program. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I thought that was, you know, and, and that's – look at the energy you spend playing that position. And so if you've, got, if you've got several guys that you can move in and out and you're comfortable with and there's not a great – drop off, you know, that's I think that's very beneficial for that football team. It is, and I think when you – a prime example of that for the realization coming to Baylor was you go back to that Sugar Bowl game against Georgia, right? Like, and Georgia's was missing a lot of their guys. They elected to go to the draft, and they just kept rotating guys in and out in the trenches and wore Baylor down. And I think that was kind of the awakening, saying we have to get deeper and we got to get better at this position if we want to compete at a high level. 
and they did. And then go back to the Sugar Bowl last year. Absolutely. And how many? And just what they did. What was it? You know, seventy-four sacks or something in the game. I no, I'm kidding. Come full but, circle. But it was. Uh, they had, I think, like ten sacks in the game. So, uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, so we'll we'll hear from uh, from Coach Johnson as the the Bears continue. And I think we'll have a couple more opportunities uh, t- tomorrow, and then maybe even on Saturday. Now, Saturday, Gary, have you checked? Is Saturday one of those early scrimmages, or is it a is it a just a practice that's going to be available to I us? I believe it's just a practice, but it's all going to take place at McLean yeah. instead of the indoor. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, so we'll have that. Today is pro day over there uh, at Baylor, so uh, that'll be interesting. We'll be over there for that. And, uh, there, you know, there'll be NFL people in uh, taking a look at some of these guys. So that's always fun. And, Ward, I, I – is this one where the where the kids that are going to participate are they a little nervous? I mean, is did they have a little trouble sleeping last night? Because, Absolutely, because this is their time. Th- this is their time to shine. To see if they can't achieve their dreams. Yeah, there's no doubt. There, it's it's a little sleepless night. They'll be nervous this morning. Uh, you know, may not eat a great breakfast, but they need to eat a great breakfast and and kind of get going and uh, get loose and you know just let it fly. Uh, because, you know, you want to test out as best as you possibly can and, and make an impression. And not only the, the testing is important, but the interview is, is where you make more hay than you do in the testing area. So, you know, they, they need to. Isn't there enough film on these guys now? Yeah, I'm, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can make an impression with the testing uh, and, and maybe wow somebody, but it's not going to, it's really not going to turn their heads a whole lot. It may make them go back and look at the film. Because that's the final determination, and and when you look at the film, that's when you evaluate more than these testing. So you can open up some eyes with the testing, but again, the main thing is hit a home run with the interview. You've you've got to peg that interview and, and be good in that more than anything else today. I mean, what, it's I know that the combines have been called the underwear Olympics Absol- and all kinds. That's of what stuff. I call them. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not a big testing guy, and, and again, it's. It's a wow factor, and it makes you go, okay, maybe if you're under the radar and you test real well in something, it may make them go back and go, um, yeah, we need to go back and look at this guy if they haven't already looked at you. Or it may confirm, okay, he, he's got some skill set, and the film you know, is still good in my mind. I mean, the determining factor in all, in, in all these guys is what do you have on film? And that's what they're going to look at and and evaluate you, what you do in between the lines, underneath the lights, and how that goes. And the other one, again, uh, I'm being repetitive, but you've got to nail the interview. If you don't nail the interview, they will walk away. Well, and, and again, you point out, and it's there's just tons of video on these guys. There's probably tons of practice video if they need it. Uh, there's they've. They know whether or not that guy can play at, at that level. So, yeah. what, what's, what are those intangibles mm-hmm. that you were talking about? So, that would be fun. We'll, we'll do that today uh, at 11.45, and uh, we'll be over there for that and uh, look forward to seeing that. We'll report back to you maybe later this afternoon, or uh, or certainly we'll have uh, some, some conversation on it tomorrow. So, we'll do that. Uh, Final Four coming up this weekend. Did y'all know that, by the way? I mean, college basketball Final Four? I think yeah. so. Okay. I had an idea. Right. Scott Spinelli, who has been with us the last couple of weeks, 
We'll get him to break down the Final Four. He's from the Believe Podcast, so he'll join us uh, a little later on this morning around 7.30. We'll talk some college basketball and some college football with Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. He'll join us around 8. And uh, the latest news and notes on uh, our friends to the north at TCU. Stephen Simcox, our good friend, will join us. And uh, we'll we'll get him to, to kind of analyze and, and get his thoughts on the uh, on the Final Four as well. So we, we've got a lot of stuff we're going to talk to you about. We Look, they, they've come to a decision on the NFL overtime rule. So we'll get to that. Were you satisfied with the outcome? Not satisfied? What what do you guys think? Uh, I like it. I mean, I like everybody gets a chance at the, at the football. Um, why didn't they do it in the regular season? Well, why I, do you I have a different rule for? I don't know for, for the play. Yeah, it, that that's that what kind I was of stuff to. drives me nuts. And that's what I was saying yesterday. Is this just for show? Is this going to be like a one year deal? We're going to try it out Obviously. and then we're going to go away. Because it, to me, if it was something here to stay, they would have implemented it across the board. No, I think it's here to stay. I, I I think we'll eventually go to it in the regular season. Why they didn't? Now there was some 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 data, and I think the data showed that during the regular season, in a that that the team that won the coin toss won the game fifty five percent of the time. So it was pretty balanced. But the data also showed the team that won the coin toss in a playoff game won the game seven out of ten times, seventy percent. And you stop and ask yourself, why is that? Well, Garrett pointed out, <laughs> season's on the line uh, in the playoff game. And, and I think the other thing is, Ward, in a playoff game, typically both teams have outstanding quarterbacks. So if I give an outstanding quarterback the football, he goes and scores. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it makes a huge difference when you get to the playoff. Yeah. So, so that's why I think they did it. But why tip your t- – it, it feels like they just tip, you know, dip their toe into the water. You know, is the water cold? Uh, you know, <laughs> g- jump in, <laughs> jump in. If you're going to change the rule, change the rule. Well, I, I think it lends to the NFL doesn't care if there's a tie in the regular season. No, I agree with you. They, I mean, it, it doesn't matter to them. They don't want to, I mean, they've already pushed it to 18 games, so they don't want right. to, you know, make them play even more. Uh, so let's just get out of here. If it's tied to tie, we'll figure it out in the playoffs. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, you go score, it's no big deal. Because uh, in the playoffs, they're going to play it out anyway. Yeah, right. That, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, but in the regular season, they're saying, hey, look, if 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 Ward goes and scores on the first possession, too bad, Garrett, you should have scored yeah, in the first 60 exactly. minutes. We're done. Yeah, we're out of here. I, they just want they don't want to make the game even longer than it needs to be because they're – They got to get to the 325 kick. Yeah, and, you know, and, and they're trying you know, not to tax the players and television is involved and there's a, there's a whole lot of things in the regular season that are not there in the playoffs. So they, they changed it, and I want to get your thoughts, and then you can jump in here on the CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660. And we'll go into uh, some detail on this uh, in our 8 o'clock hour. And uh, and give you all the particulars on it, and uh, and, and discuss it a little bit more, and get your get your thoughts. But you can jump in and give us your thoughts on this at two five four six six two sixteen sixty. That's our CNC Collision Center text line. By the way, Jeff has already jumped in. Jeff from Itozone, and he said, "Yeah, we need rain. Lake Waco's ten feet down. I crossed the wow. twi- I crossed the Twin Bridges the other day. Uh-huh. Looked over there and could not believe how 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 it looked. I mean, the lake is really." Really, really down. So, yeah, he's right. So, keep on raining. All right, uh, 11 after 7. 7-11. This is game time here 
On ESPN Central Texas, Tom Ward and Garrett, let's check the weather forecast. Your morning weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The cold front has cleared Central Texas, and now we'll start to see clearing skies across the region. Still very windy with high temperatures today, topping out at 76 degrees. It'll be mostly clear tonight, not as windy. We dropped to 41, and mostly sunny, seasonal tomorrow at a high of 74. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor, Big 12 softball, this weekend on 101.3 FM. It's Baylor and Oklahoma State this weekend at Gatterman Stadium. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 7, and Sunday at 1 for the Bears and the Cowgirls. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. My sweet chick's feeling squeaky clean When Charmin's rolling behind the scenes Charmin TV gives me those cheeky clean feels That ultra-strong hype is all for reals Those TV rolls got me a Charmin clean tuchus Cheek to cheek feeling oh so shook it Charmin ultra-strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, Good Feet, and VersaLift Southwest. Phone call with a good friend. Make a little cheddar I can spend. Learn something new and stick it. All right, 715. 
Help me out here. I, I don't recognize that one. The bump and ugly. Y'all won't know about that. What are you? Are you? I'm a, not touching that. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was just going to say, are you a fan of the bump and uglies? Little reggae. Well, I, I, I recognize yes. that. <laughs> I mean, I've, <laughs> I just didn't know who who was uh, facilitating from Baltimore. the. Uh, there you go. Well, most reggae bands are from Baltimore, aren't they? I don't think so. Holy moly. <laughs> Where did you find that? I love music. I got all sorts of music. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't didn't know. say, do you come have, across it? See, he didn't follow the question. Lord. I come across it. I, I asked him a simple question. I said, where did you find that? And then he answers the question that he wants to answer. I didn't ask him, are you a lover of music? <laughs> I asked him, where did you find that? I have no idea. I was okay. listening that's to the answer. It's Dirty, a, that's I, all I, you have to do. I was listening to Dirty Heads and I came across well, what, Don't we all? Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes. Warden and I were just talking about the other day. I haven't heard a new one from Dirty Heads in a long time. When's the last time they had a single? Fairly new. <laughs> or a double. <laughs> <laughs> or left the yard. I mean, I don't know. It happens. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, 17 after 7. Uh, some moves uh, on the uh, Baylor coaching staff from, from Scott Drew. Uh, Tweety Carter's been selected. Remember that name? Mm-hmm. Could play a little bit, couldn't he? Tweedy Carter's been selected as the Bears' next director of player development. Jared Nunes has been promoted to assistant coach, and then Alvin Brooks the third and John Jacobs have been promoted to associate head coach. So he he stayed within the family, and uh, and and you know made some changes there, and then went and got Tweedy Carter and brought him back home, and. Uh, I think that's I think that's that's cool. I mean, and for these guys on the staff, everybody else that's on that staff, they look around and go, "Hey, I got an opportunity. Uh, do 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 it well, do it right. I've got an opportunity." And these guys got their opportunity. Now they've moved up, and it'll be interesting uh, to see what the dynamic of the staff looks like once the season gets going again. Uh, obviously, I you know you've got Jerome Tang is gone, and and he had a a he he carried a heavy load. I mean, there's no question about it. And he had a he had a big time 19 years award. He he had a big time trust. Uh, Scott Drew had a big time trust in in Jerome Tang mm-hmm. and and what he allowed him to do and and what they kind of did together, if you will. Uh, so the the dynamic of how the staff works and staff assignments, I think that will you know it, it, clearly it'll be different. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, it, it'll it'll certainly be different. I mean, Jerome Tang was a big part of what Scott Drew was able to do here at Baylor, and Scott Drew had a huge trust in what Jerome Tang was able to do. And it it wasn't just you know something that was going on in the coach's office or on the practice court. I mean, it was game time decisions mm-hmm. too, and things like that. Because you know we've said it you know time and time again that during a timeout. You know, the first person to talk to the players coming off the floor and sit them down and make some adjustments while Scott Drew's trying to figure out what to do at the next point is Jerome Tang. And he's directing traffic and and doing those type of things. And you don't see that all the time with a coaching staff. It just doesn't happen unless there's a particular thing that, you know, the head coach tells him, hey, talk to them about this. I'm going to figure this out and then come back. Usually it's, you know, the head coach sitting right down and talking to the team. That wasn't the case with Baylor. And that ensues tell you that, you know, Scott Drew had a huge 
trust in what Jerome Tang was able to do, and that's why he was the assistant head coach here at Baylor. It's almost – I wonder if the duties that he was were required of Tang are something that's going to be split between Brooks and Jake. When you look – because it was kind of unique. You have two assistant head coaches – Associate. Associate head yeah. coaches up there. So that, that was my first thought. The, uh, bringing Tweedy on is really remarkable. It is really unique too. Uh, when you look at both programs, you know, Nikki Collin brought back Sophia Young, Malcolm mm-hmm. to be a part of it, and now you have Tweedy. I think that speaks volumes to the, the guys with, and, and the gals across the program is saying you're going to be here for life. What you do now, can, you can always have a home to come back to. But from a recruiting aspect, I think if you have Tweedy out there, he knows he's been coaching uh, at times. Uh, I know he works with some youth kids around here, um, and he's done some camps and obviously going overseas. So he has great connections, and he's had eyes on guys – you know, all across the world as being potential prospects. And then they've, Baylor has done a good job historically of recruiting the state of Louisiana. And when you take Tweedy, a guy who's a Louisiana legend, and you send him down there to recruit along with what Baylor's been able to do consistently on the court, I think it's just a match made in heaven. Well, and, and you know, Ward said something interesting, that the the trust factor between Scott Drew and, and Jerome Tang. And, and, and Ward, you, you coached, you know, uh, how about the trust that Scott Drew has in Scott Drew to say, you know what? Hey, I can let this guy go do this. You know, well, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I, I'm I'm so comfortable in my skin that I can let this guy continue to grow and develop, and 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 let my staff continue to grow and develop, and know that I have complete a complete handle on at, at the end of the day. Well, when you see a good coach, you you understand that the great coaches surround themselves with better coaches, and they're not afraid to to go out and find the guys that that can step in and, and do exactly what they need to do, whether you're there or not. And if you're a smart head coach, you surround yourself with great coaches. That is as true a statement as you're ever going to hear. I was I was told once a long time ago when I first got on the management side of this thing that said if when you go to hire somebody, if you're not hiring your replacement – you're hiring the wrong person. If that person that you're hiring, if you don't think at some point they have an opportunity to replace you uh, or, or be better than you, then you, you're you hiring the wrong person. And you know what? That's it, a great call. And so how, how do you build a great staff? You, you take on that mentality right there. And, and that's what he's done. So look at the tree now, Garrett. I mean, uh, we were just talking about it in, in the meeting this morning. Jerome Tang's the fourth former Drew assistant to serve as a Division One head coach, Grant McCaslin, North Texas, Paul Mills, Oral Roberts, and uh, Coach Driscoll at North Florida. The tree is growing. It is. And look, when you look right now at Brooks uh, and, and Jacobs, for that matter, Jacobs has been with Gonzaga. All right, he's worked with Mark Few, and he's worked with Scott Drew. That's two of the best coaches to learn from, period. Uh, so he's definitely going to be a head coach in the future. Alvin Brooks is going to be a head coach in the future. His dad's already, you know, the head coach at Lamar. Um, I think that you have a tremendous, tremendous basketball minds there. Now, how long can you keep them? That's going to be the question. I don't know if either one of these guys are going to do like Tang and stick around for 19, 20 years. I think the opportunity is going to come a little sooner. But that's a great problem to have if you're Baylor. Oh, absolutely. But every time somebody leaves, it's an opportunity for absolutely. somebody else to to move up on the staff and continue to be groomed by Obviously, one of the best, no doubt. I mean, there, there's so it's it's it, you, as you said, it's it's a great problem to have when 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 other people want your people, you're doing something right. 
clearly. Oh, yeah. and, and that's kind of the case. And again, remember, uh, Coach Tanks had other opportunities, and and they weren't for whatever reason they weren't the fit for him. Mm-hmm. And he patiently declined some of those. You, you've seen Ward. You again being in the coaching industry as long as you were, you saw guys take jobs just to get the job. Wasn't the right well, job sure. for them. Yeah. And then, A, they're miserable, or B, they don't have the success that because it wasn't the correct match. Yeah, they got in the deep end and weren't able to paddle out. So, yeah, it, it happens all the time. You you need to find the right the right fit, but some guys are not patient enough to do that. And, and look, if you don't jump off in the deep end, you're never going to know if you can be successful or not. And some were great coaches after that because of they took that challenge and and failed because look it, it just because you failed at something that that doesn't mean you're done it just means you learn how to get better and so it it's a great teaching moment as well it is i mean you could even look at like calipari right you go and try your hand in the nba it doesn't work but you're able to learn some things saving on on the football side you dip your your foot in the water you learn some things and you come back and you be successful for a long time at the college level absolutely so those are the moves uh, for Scott Drew and uh, his staff, and now they'll uh, they'll proceed forward. And you know, I know it's a long way away, but I am I'm really interested to see what this team looks like if you know the guys that you hope come back, come back. The guys that uh, need to get healthy, get healthy. Uh, what does this? What do, what can this team look like? Uh, they can look elite. Well, they, 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 that's exactly right. <laughs> They can look like a team that is poised to compete for another national championship. Hands down. I, I think. I mean, I mean, look. You there was there was one that never got on the floor because he was injured in in a in a scrimmage that could be as good as any of them or better. Yeah. So uh, it, it will be interesting to see what this what this team looks like. Come uh, next November. All right. It is at 726. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in a couple of minutes from the Believe Podcast Network, we're going to get Coach Scott Spinelli in here and uh, talk a little Final Four action with you. We'll do that coming up in just a couple of minutes. Do want to remind you that today is the day that it all gets going. We're talking about Morrison's Gifts having their semi-annual John Hart trunk sale. It starts today, runs through Saturday. You can stop by for uh, special pricing on John Hart leather goods, uh, totes, purses, backpacks, luggage, and accessories. And uh, lots of great things to choose from while in stock. Hey, they got some great graduation gift ideas, and it's all at Morrison's where uh, they're, uh, they're offering free personalization on all of those John Hart products as well as a free gift if you make a purchase of $50 or more. Stop by, have a, a cold soft drink, a snack, and you know, just uh, just hang out and enjoy it. It's the uh, John Hart Trunk Sale, and it's coming up. Uh, it starts today at Morrison's Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business. They're at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive. That is right next to Jason's Deli. You're going to really enjoy your time at Morrison's Gifts. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, March 31st, and hear from track and field head coach Michael Ford and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 
Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer Boys. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, April 2nd, Sunday, April 3rd at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms. And the variety of our shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if we don't have it, they don't make it. And the Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find ammo, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, April 2nd, 9 to 5, and April 3rd at the Harker Heights event center being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps which equals up to about 10 miles a day it's tough i really didn't have feet problems i had back problems i had had as many epidurals that i could possibly have in one year that was scary well i've been delivering letters to the good feet store for over six years and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports for over 20 years we've been helping people like keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now. I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. StarTech Propane has been servicing McLennan and surrounding counties since 1976. This local and family-owned business is happy to take care of all your commercial and residential propane needs, including tank service, refills, outdoor kitchens, grills, fireplace units, turkey fryers, and fish cookers. StarTech offers competitive pricing that will meet or beat their competitors. So head on over to their website, StarTexPropane.com, or stop by the Big Red Building on LaSalle Avenue and join the more than 14,000 customers in Central Texas that choose StarTex Propane for all their propane needs. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Texas A&M will play for the championship of the National Invitational Tournament after a 72-56 win over Washington State. Xavier beat Vanderbilt 75-73 to earn the right to face the Aggies. Baylor baseball blasted two home runs among 16 hits to outslug UTA 15-9. They start a non-conference three-game home series with East Tennessee State on Friday. Baylor softball dropped a 6-4 decision to Incarnate Word, their fourth consecutive loss. They try to right the ship this weekend, hosting Oklahoma State. NFL owners have changed the overtime rules. Now both teams will get at least one possession, but the rule only applies to the postseason. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 732, we welcome you back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And uh, we welcome in again from the uh, Believe Podcast, Coach Scott Spinelli. Coach, good morning. And again, thank you so much for being with us and sharing your wisdom when it comes to college basketball. Oh, Gary, thanks for having me. This has been a lot of fun, and I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Let's let's dive right into this thing. Uh, when you it, it, we were talking about it, uh, I guess maybe yesterday, but we we had a wild and wacky tournament. But when you get right down to it, we get, we got some blue bloods that have made their way to the final four. We sure have. How about this? I mean, you know, between all four programs, and you have to kind of look at Villanova now as a blue blood, right? I mean, they've been, um, you know, they've won. Um, and, well, in this one, we've had seventeen. NCAA tournament championships between these four programs. And uh, that's never happened before. And um, so the pedigree obviously is, is, you know, unbelievable. And Villanova um, has been to three of the last six final four. So again, you got to look at them as a blue blood now. Coach, the most entertaining game, is it Villanova at KU or UNC Duke in your opinion? Uh, I think both games have so many subplots to them. Um, obviously the Carolina Duke game, just because of the rivalry and what's at stake. And, and there's also the revenge factor from that last home game uh, at Cameron that Duke lost. Um, but that other game there now, I think you're going to see, you know, a collision of, of what both teams do well. And, you know, one of them is going to work and the other one's not. And that is the three point line. Um, and it's going to be an interesting, um, you know, subplot to each one of these games. Coach, an unfortunate end there at the Villanova game with uh, Justin Moore blowing his ACL, I mean, uh, blowing his Achilles. As a coach in that situation, how would you handle that, and what would your message be to the team leading into this big game without one of your star players? Well, first and foremost, you have to know, and you know, you guys know this too, you're dealing with young people, young kids, and so uh, they're going to be emotional. And so you have to kind of talk them through it and then you've got to come, you know, to the realization and, and look, you know, for the most part, um, you know, you talk about, you know, this is God's plan. It's nothing that, you know, we could have controlled. And, you know, you try to put it in perspective. And with that, you get the guys to rally around Justin and what happened to him. Because, you know, we sometimes as players, you take for granted um, that you're out there playing and you don't realize how quickly it can be taken from you. So I think they're going to rally around this. Um, I think there's some guys that are going to have to give more. Obviously, Slater um, is going to have to do us more, especially on the offensive end. Um, and the kid, Brian Antoine. Look, Brian Antoine was a former McDonald's All-American. Uh, hasn't played that much because he's had some shoulder injuries throughout his career. But he's very, very talented. This might be his window of opportunity. But you're telling your players, look, you know, we all together have to do a little bit more. We have enough in this locker room. We've got our culture. We've got our identity on both ends of the floor. And maybe a little bit more of an extra motivation. Let's just do this for Justin, too. He's coached at Texas A&M. He's coached at Boston College. And now he's hosting a podcast uh, on the Believe Podcast Network. We're talking with Coach Scott Spinelli. Coach, uh, talk a little bit about uh, this Duke basketball team and, and how they've had to navigate 
uh, some uncharted waters. I mean, this 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 team is. I mean, there's been so many eyes on them from the media in, in, in the world because of the, the Coach K situation. And, you know, for the most part, this, this basketball team is, and this young basketball team has navigated this thing pretty well. They really have. And, you know, as a coach, guys, I mean, one of the things that you kind of could see happening um, when you're dealing, again, with players, like you mentioned, young like this, when they go into a game like that last home game where there was so much of a – uh, expectation of them, um, you know, in front of the entire college basketball world, all the legends there. Um, and, you know, their expectation was, hey, we got to send Coach K off here with a win. Look at all these people that are counting on us. And I think the moment in the stage was a little bit too big for those kids. And so they felt like, I, I, you know, we thought this coming into the tournament that they let everybody down. Um, and to Coach K, Coach Shire, and their staff's credit, we thought that they would come back home to Cameron, they would get refocused, watch the video, see where they broke down in terms, especially on the defensive end of the floor. You know, their point of ball screen defense was horrendous in the ACC tournament as well as against Carolina, as well as all their one-pass pass away positioning, two-pass away help to help. I mean, it was just not there. And so for them to kind of refocus and get back into this tournament, you know, again, we've talked about it. You cannot put an analytical metric on the value of a player's or a team's will to win. And right now, Duke is driven like no other team in this tournament. Coach, for Duke and North Carolina, both shoot pretty good field goal percentage. But does this game, do you think, come down to who limits the second chance points on the offensive end? tell you what if you look back at the last game at Cameron North Carolina had a strategy which they it actually worked they came out and anytime Paulo Banchero came off a ball screen um, they were doubling him and they were making him give it up and it really kind of disrupted Duke's rhythm in that game Um, um, you know I think obviously they're going to you know, adjust to that. Their tactical adjustment with that will be something of slipping those ball screens or really spacing the floor. Um, you know, where Paulo now, who's an excellent passer, by the way, can pass out of that and they can attack downhill. With that said, the game within the game is very simple. Duke's top 30 and three point field goal percentage in the country. And for North Carolina to win this game, they're going to have to make threes to me. Uh, obviously, we talked about Carolina being a great rebounding team. They've got personnel that's been sensational. I mean, Mannix having a great tournament, averaging almost 21 and a half a game. Baycott obviously loves had moments, Davis. But when it's all said and done, you're looking at a Duke team right now that is poised. They're ready to go. Uh, their talent level, every guy now is playing um, to their talent level. And it's not just Banchero and Williams doing what they do. You're starting to get the best of all those other guys. And again, I think in this game here, I think Duke has way too much here. Um, and I think they move on and beat Carolina. Coach, we're in another Final Four. And coming into the season, obviously, Gonzaga was the uh, on everybody's radar, right? This is a team who was supposed to be at this point. Uh, you lose the national championship game last year. What is it going to take for Gonzaga to finally get over the hump and bring a championship to Spokane? Well, you really feel for uh, Coach Few, his staff, and obviously the players and the program. Look, you know, so much of this, uh, you know, the success now for a place like Gonzaga is to win a national title. And that's a, you know, pretty good barometer to get your program to that point, right? Uh, when you're from, 
you know, a smaller, you know, I say a smaller conference, a conference that's not considered one of the power five leagues. And, you know, look, I, I think for them, you know, I, I, I'm sure it hurt, it stung. Kids went back disappointed. But, look, they're back in the gym now. And what you're telling your guys is, look, we just got to take one day at a time to continue to get better and better and better. And we've talked about great players being made in the offseason, great teams are made in season. You know, right now it's a time for those kids to get better individually and to work and, and, and really have a little bit more fire uh, in those workouts, in those individual group workouts and in the weight room um, and really gear up for next year. But, look, you know, I don't think there's anything more that you could do uh, in terms of what Gonzaga's built their program into. And, and we've, again, these tournament games are about matchups. They hit a really tough matchup there, having to play a team that, for the most part, can get you in the half court, and they're really good in their half court defense. And they sent multiple guys back in transition, took Gonzaga right out of what they do. But um, again, I think Gonzaga will be fine. You you kind of stole my thunder. I was going to get you to talk about matchups. Obviously, all four of these teams are outstanding basketball teams. So when it comes to the matchups, what's the breakdown, and and how do the matchups determine the outcome of this game or, or these games plural? Well, first and foremost, Duke and Carolina should be a fun game to watch because both those two teams are going to increase possessions and play fast. There isn't going to be any holding the basketball and trying to, you know, get late into the clock. And again, this is where how both teams have been built uh, in terms of recruiting and their identity offensively. Defensively, they're going to play mostly all man uh, and they're going to get after one another. So I think that's going to set up for a real entertaining game. Um, again, so much at stake, but at the same time, I think the pressure's off Duke. And I, and I can tell you that, you know, for Duke to win, again, we talked about, they're going to have to defend the three point line. Um, you know, I think Carolina is going to have to shoot the ball exceptionally well from the three. Uh, all those guys are going to have to be on Manic, love, um, you know, all, all of them, uh, uh, and, and Davis. So if those guys are making threes, I think they can keep them in the game. But again, you know, Duke starts five McDonald's All-American guys, and they bring one off the bench. And, you know, right now they're playing to their talent level. There's a confidence, there's a determination, there's a will. Um, you know, I, I think Duke in this game, just based on what they've been doing thus far in the tournament, um, they're scoring the ball at a high level. And the last thing I will tell you about Duke and why I believe them to be a team that, you know, is going to cut down the nets right now is because in these last two games, Texas Tech, uh, in particular, Michigan State, they defended the last five minutes of the game when they were down. And, you know, at that point right there, that's the refocus and the tactical adjustment that they made uh, after losing in the, the last home game in the ACC tournament. And their defense right now, uh, situations is so much better. Coach, do you feel like that for Kansas, playing out of the Big 12 gives them a little bit of advantage because they've been weathered all season long? It can work both ways. I think sometimes you look at it and, 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 you know, having been in those leagues for so many years, you know, sometimes you get into the tournament and, you, you know, you're mentally a little bit worn down. Um, but, uh, look, Kansas is as well coached as any team, uh, you know, in the Final Four. Uh, they have a great uh, system that they play to, an identity. They're going to look to run their lanes and really get up and down the floor. They run exceptionally well at all five spots. Um, but one thing in this game that you've got to look at again, um, you know, is that three point line. I mean, Kansas is excellent at defending it. Um, but you know, 
you know, Villanova is, um, you know, the best team that right now is in the tournament in terms of their top 30 um, in the country in terms of their three-point field goal makes. So you have a contrasting or collision there. Something's got a gift. The one thing I will tell you is this. Back in 2018 when they played, uh, Villanova broke the record in terms of how many three-pointers were made in a Final Four, and they buried Kansas. And I, I got to tell you, you know, um, they're the only team, Villanova, in this tournament that is not top 30 in the country in terms of points per game, but they're also the only team in the country, uh, excuse me, in the Final Four that's in the top three-point field goal mix in the Final Four. So that three-point line is the great equalizer, the way they play, the unconventional style. Um, they get you late into the shot clock, and all of a sudden they're scoring with two seconds on the clock. It defl- deflates the defense. Um, you know, it's not easy to guard those guys moving in the perimeter like that. Um, so, again, if they're making their three-point shot, we know they're going to make their free throws if it's a close game. Um, I really think Villanova, even without Justin Moore, um, has a really good chance of winning this game. Coach, we were talking earlier about all the, the change and turnover here with the, the Coach Drew and his staff and, and how it has to be the right fit if you're going to accept a job. What does the right fit look like for you if, if you're looking to get back into it? And how would you go about building your team when you look at the transfer portal versus recruiting? Well, great question. I mean, I, I think for me personally, this has been such a great uh, learning experience this year, taking a step back and getting um, getting out of the coaching side of it and really attending to some things that were important to my life. You know, my, my children were at a point where, you know, a senior in high school, a prep school young man, my daughter just got into nursing at BC. And then to really kind of watch how other teams have done it, you know, tons of video synergy, watching programs like Coach Drew, uh, Drew's at Baylor there. I think the most important thing in building a program is to try to build it within balancing your recruiting classes where on those 13 scholarships, you have some balance uh, in those classes. And look, you look at a team like Villanova, you look at a team like Kansas, um, you know, those two programs in particular have grown their programs within where those kids have established roles. They've come up through the classes um, there's a camaraderie, a chemistry amongst those guys because they've been together so long. Um, you know, even their classmates on campus. What's makes college basketball fun to me is having that excitement on campus where the, you know, their classmates can all relate to these guys. They've been in classes with them. They've been around campus. And so for me, building a program in the future, if I get my opportunity, you know, I would like to try to build it within and use the transfer portal solely as a sprinkling thing that you know you're going to need at times when you lose guys early to the draft uh, or if somebody decides to transfer that's what I would do Um, but again I learned quite a bit this year it's been a really valuable experience for me hey uh, Scott we man we we obviously appreciate your time Uh, tell us a little bit uh, about the podcast and uh, where we can find it well, again, we the believe it's been such a great network. I mean, they give you so much information on all these different podcasts, and it really is something that just came, was new to me. Uh, we did a lot of stuff early, you know, within the ACC, but then we kind of went into this, a lot of different media appearances and broke down and tried to give back to a lot of the audiences uh, using that Believe as the platform in terms of media hits and, you know, uh, throughout the year, especially obviously into the tournament year, throughout the country, we've done numerous ones. Um, and hopefully, again, it's just a different way of looking at the game. You know, again, you know, recently coming off the sidelines as a head coach in the ACC and assistant for a long time, you know, you're just you're still fresh to what's happening out there. 
And, uh, you know, we just hope that through this Believe network that we were able to give back a little bit uh, to the college basketball audience and the people that listen this year. As always, it is a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time today, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Okay, best of luck, all right? Thank you. Have a good day. That is uh, Scott Spinelli from the Believe Podcast. It is 748, a dozen minutes away from 8 o'clock. And, hey, did you know at uh, City Ranch Boot Company, you can choose your skin, you can choose your design, and then you can let City Ranch Boot Company make you a custom pair of boots or a belt or a wallet or a handbag or whatever the case may be. Uh, Jay Kelly and his crew have over 30 years in the leather industry. Uh, you can uh, you can design your own custom pair of boots, as we mentioned, or you can shop right there in the store, and they've got some great selections on the shelf. Custom design, locally owned, family operated, and made right here in the Lone Star State. We're talking about City Ranch Boot Company, and they, uh, they bring a unique experience where you, uh, again, can design your own pair of boots, like Ward has designed a pair for me that he's going to give me for Christmas, uh, where they have the you know the ESPN logo on them. You can do that kind of stuff. Uh, City Ranch Boot Company, he, he's looking at me a little strange. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing. That is uh, off of Highway 6 and 185. It's next to the Joko building. You can give them a call at 855-7225 or check them out on Facebook or Instagram. And, of course, you can always check them out online at City Ranch Boot. Recently on the John Moore Show. So think about that. Those uh, really Baylor Athletics Iconics plays both happened in 2021. Both of them happened this past year. Best season in Baylor basketball history with the national championship. Best season in Baylor football history in 2021 with the Big 12 title and the Sugar Bowl win to top it off. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Call Waco Foundation Repair today. Waco Foundation is a family-owned business specializing in foundation repair for your home or business. With over 40 years of experience in the construction industry, they take pride in all the work they do. If you see cracks, don't stress, call the best. Waco Foundation Repair. Call them today at 254-420-4910 for your free estimate. Or you can visit them on their website at wacofoundationrepair.com. That's wacofoundationrepair.com. ESPN lovers, upgrade your diamond stud earrings for only a penny more. Whatever the occasion you're waiting to upgrade, shop at Diamore Fine Jewelers and gain an all-access VIP pass to our lifetime diamond stud earring program. Spend $500 on a pair of earrings, spend a penny more and upgrade. When she says diamonds, pretty, pretty please, say yes, 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 with a penny on top. Shop Diamore Fine Jewelers today with interest-free financing, 4541 West Waco Drive. See store for details. 
Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Texas A&M will play for the championship of the National Invitational Tournament after a 72-56 win over Washington State. Xavier beat Vanderbilt 75-73 to earn the right to face the Yankees. Baylor baseball blasted two home runs among 16 hits to outslug UTA 15-9. They start a non-conference three-game home series with East Tennessee State on Friday. Baylor softball dropped a 6-4 decision to Incarnate Word, their fourth consecutive loss. They try to right the ship this weekend, hosting Oklahoma State. NFL owners have changed the overtime rules. Now both teams will get at least one possession, but the rule only applies to the postseason. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 753. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Streets are slick. Drive safely on your way to work this morning. And uh, we are brought to you by Good Feet, VersaLift Southwest, uh, Pro Star Rental, and of course, Big Boys Record Service. Okay, a couple of quick college football notes. Uh, and you were right. I was wrong. I'm gonna. Admit, I'm just gonna put that on the table right now, so you don't have to say I told you so. Uh, Old Dominion, Marshall, and Southern Miss. They're going. They're 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 not going to be held to uh, to staying in the league. They're, they're moving on. The schools are officially headed to the Sun Belt for the 2022 season. So uh, that puts Conference USA at 11 teams this year, and they've already petitioned the NCAA with that odd number to play two games. In the first week of the season, the zero week, that way they can get on an even balanced number of games. So it, it'll be interesting. I mean, what would you do? Would you play Sunday and then the following Saturday to get your get two in and keep them as far apart as you possibly could? There's yeah. a lot of Sunday I games mean, anyway yeah. that first week because of, what is it, Labor Day, I guess? But mm-hmm. anyway, so that's what's going to happen. And then there's more changes for CUSA. Boy, you better get a roadmap. Uh, six more schools are leaving. For the American Athletic <laughs> Conference. Yeah. North Texas, Rice, UTSA, Charlotte, FAU, and UAB are all bailing for uh, for the American Athletic Conference. And Conference USA is getting ready to welcome in Jacksonville State, Liberty, New Mexico State, and Sam Houston. Now, when those changes – yeah, you get your scorecard. When those changes happen, who knows? But they're going to – this year, it will be an 11-team league. So, there you go. Uh on a on a little more sane note, <laughs> there was there was practice number three yesterday at Baylor for spring football, 
And uh, one of the focuses, guys, was on the defensive end position. And, you know, when you look at that position now, there's there's quality, there's depth, and there's competition. And uh, Coach Dennis Johnson talked about that uh, after practice yesterday. Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest difference. I think we are able to move faster within our defensive scheme mm-hmm. because of the knowledge. We have a room full of guys who's this is like our basically our third go around of the winter to springtime, mm-hmm. and just having the um, the understanding of like the technique that we've been trying to get across and having those live game reps and multiple multiple practice reps has allowed us to move you know to that next level defensive scheme wise for sure and technique wise for the most part. Ward playing that position. The fact that they've got some depth and some guys that they can rotate, that is really beneficial to keep fresh legs at that rush spot. And, and again, they're playing the run as well. But, you know, from the, from that edge rush, uh, having fresh guys and, and guys that you're comfortable with rotating in the game, that has got to be a huge benefit for them. Absolutely is a huge benefit. I mean, if you can run guys in and out in that position and not have a big drop-off, that's where you're going to have some success because those guys have to work extremely hard to get to the quarterback. Uh, in, in most cases, you know, that position in the defensive line, that's where you want to try to have a little bit of depth where you can rotate in and be able to have some fresh legs because, you know, you, you have a guy that's sitting there on a 10 to 12 play drive. That's when you see offenses start taking advantage of defenses because they get they get tired and they get wore out and they're able to, you know, have a, a, the big play break or, you know, just wear them down. And it's even more imperative that you're able to do that so you can sustain into a fourth quarter and be able to get that big stop you need because, you know, that, that there's where you see teams start separating because one team doesn't have the depth that the other team has. That fourth quarter starts becoming very taxing on those players and they're not able to rotate in and get to the quarterback and he has time to find that open receiver. Listening to the uh, the defensive ends, some of the defensive ends yesterday after practice. It was cool to to hear them talk about that because, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, would look around and go, hey, he's getting my snaps. He's getting my reps in practice. It wasn't it, – that's not the case. It's, hey, we got some good guys, and these guys can give us a break. I can give this guy a break, and we can we can be a better football team for it. Well, I think that's the kind of the, the mindset of Coach Aranda. It, they're reflecting his personality. They realize that – while you might not be getting as many reps, the reps you are getting are valuable and you're proven in a system that can develop you for the NFL. So I think that is crucial, and that's why you're getting these guys to buy in. And you're also getting high-caliber players, right? Like you had uh, Apu transfer in from LSU. He's He's been in big games. He's seen it. Jackson Player's coming over. He's been in big games. He's seen it. So you get that mindset, that experience, along with that, com- that coaching and that development – and it's team. I mean, it's it's we instead of I, and they're they're completely bought in. Absolutely. So a practice continues on Thursday, and again on Saturday, and we'll be out there to uh, to check it out for you. All right, uh, seven fifty eight. Speaking of Baylor, let's bring in the voice of the Bears, John Morris, with today's Baylor Sports Beat. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Money is time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball and softball news, plus football's pro day today, and men's basketball finishes out its staff. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? 
We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football holding its pro day today. Bears moving on to the next level will work out in front of scouts and some general managers. The process today inside the Allison Indoor Practice Facility. Baylor men's basketball has finished its staff. John Jacobs and Alvin Brooks III have been elevated to associate coaching positions. Jared Nunes now an on-the-floor assistant coach. And Tweedy Carter is coming back to Baylor as part of the staff as the director of player development. Last night, Baylor baseball pounded out a 15-9 win over UT Arlington. The Bears now host East Tennessee State, a three-game non-conference series this weekend at Baylor Ballpark. And Baylor softball dropped a 6-4 decision to Incarnate Word last night at Getterman Stadium. Now the Bears turn around and host number 6 Oklahoma State at Getterman Stadium this weekend. Baylor opening Big 12 play with top-ranked Oklahoma, now sixth-ranked Oklahoma State. Here's softball head coach Glenn Moore. It says something for our league, uh, you know, and obviously you, you want to, sometimes you want a breather, but uh, Oklahoma State is not far behind Oklahoma. I think they're 24-6 and six and uh, have, have beaten some very good teams. So uh, it's going to be a, a fun weekend. Uh, we – we love competition. Fans that like competition, uh, it's coming to our park this weekend. Uh, the Saturday game will be broadcast, I think, ESPN, and um, 7 o'clock p.m. Bump that one a little later. Um, but we start at 6.30 on Friday. And um, Oklahoma State has, has learned to use the portal. It benefits them. Uh, and uh, they have quite a few new faces in their program. One is a Miranda Ellis from uh, Texas that was All-American at Texas uh, set out a year and then ended up there and they've got uh, quite a few new 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 faces in their lineup after having a World Series year last year. Glenn Moore and Baylor softball with a three-game series against Oklahoma State this weekend at Getterman Stadium. Games Friday at 6:30, Saturday at 7, and Sunday at 1. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room needs. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco, and online at automaticchefcanteen.com. 
Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. Just after 8 o'clock in the heart of Texas, We've got some light rain and Reach your slicks and drive carefully on your way to work this morning. Tom Ward and Garrett, this is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, and we welcome into the program from the Locked On Big 12 podcast, Josh Neighbors. Josh, good morning. Thanks for your time as always. Appreciate it, guys. How we doing? Doing terrific. We uh, let's Let's dive in and talk some college basketball. Final four is set, and there is one Big 12 team standing, and that's the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, they did, and you know you can say uh, the road was easy and you know, the path was cleared for them. Uh, you know they got they got lucky and then they've been healthy. But uh, luck, you know, and luck of the draw is sometimes a part of championship teams. And they're gonna have to go. I mean, they're gonna have to win two really difficult games, no matter who they play, if they want to, you know, take down the Nets on Monday night. I mean, any way you slice it, having to beat Villanova, I know, no Justin Moore. And having to beat one of Duke or Carolina, who, you know, you assume they win, will still be playing some of their best basketball of the season. Uh, Any way you slice it, it would be great. But I think the funny thing about this is people aren't really considering this to be one of Bill Self's best teams. So that's always an interesting talking point here as we head into the Final Four weekend. I asked this question earlier, but do you feel like that Kansas gets a little bit of an advantage against all these teams because – of what they've been through all season long in the gauntlet of the Big 12? Yeah, I was thinking about this last night, and I think maybe that appeared earlier in the season, uh, early in the tournament, excuse me. I think earlier in the tournament, Big 12 teams did benefit somewhat. And I know look, I know, all of them did not win, um, but the Big 12, I mean, they went 6-0 in the first round, right? Every single Big 12 team advanced and you know you saw some great second round games tcu came real close to take out arizona should have they get the foul call obviously baylor had that amazing rally iowa state gets in to the sweet 16 also so you saw that in the big 12 kind of the battle tested nature really did help them i think we're at the point now where these teams are just kind of they're all playing so well so that stuff doesn't really help them i will say I think KU has has the benefit of having played teams at really slow paces. Villanova plays a very slow pace, so I think that'll help them this game. And also, there seems like the you know they do like to run a little bit in the Big Twelve also, so that could help them against whoever they eventually play in the championship game. So yeah, I think there are some benefits, but I think all of these teams are just playing such good basketball. And I'm not really sure if that's impacting them at this point of the tournament, but it definitely helped them get here. That's 100 percent sure. Josh, what are your thoughts on uh, Scott Drew adding Tweedy Carter to his staff as director of player development? 
Well, Scott Drew seems, you know, he always seems to know how to pull the, the right lever. And uh, I think, you know, we're at a point now where you lose your own tag. Okay. And, you, you know, you're entering, I guess, not a different era, but you're going to lose a couple more of those guys, you know, lose a guy or two off what was a title team. So kind of switching things up a little bit now is a necessity. And also, how do you move forward? So I think Scott Drew is going to have some, you know, some more choices to make if he keeps winning, right? He's going to lose more and more assistance. That's, uh, that means, you know, if you keep losing assistance, that means that you're winning. So I don't think Tweedy Carter is going to be the last new coach that Scott Drew has to bring in because somebody else is coaching other Baylor basketball coaches. Take you out of the Big 12 for just a second. I'm always intrigued by uh, people's opinion on this, but uh, Duke, North Carolina, obviously an, an interesting matchup for, for a million reasons. But I was – the Duke kids having to navigate through this tournament uh, with the additional pressure, if you will, of this potentially being Coach, K, Coach K's last game. Every time they go on the floor, it's potentially Coach K's last game. And, and honestly, I think – that basketball teams handled this whole situation quite well. I know the the North Carolina Duke game on the final game of the of his career at Cameron didn't go their way, but I, I think just looking at what they've done in the tournament, would you agree that they've kind of navigated this thing pretty well? Impeccably. Uh, they're a talented group. They're a very talented group, but we know talent doesn't always win out. The Zion Williamson team was one of the most talented collective groups I've ever seen. They did not make the Final Four. Um, you know, John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and Patrick Patterson, Eric Bledsoe, were all on the same team. They didn't make the Final Four. I don't think they made the Final Four either. And so at some point, the light has to turn on. For me, during that Texas Tech game, guys, I was so impressed in the end of that game with how they just went shot for shot, play for play, whether it was Roach. or And I thought Bancaro had a star-making performance in that game. Uh, I know Roach was a story in the end, but Bancaro was pulling – all the right levers. And I think that was the game where it's like, all right, if we can do this to number one defense in the country, we can beat anybody. We can actually do it. And I thought that carried over against Arkansas where they played with a tremendous amount of confidence against a really good Arkansas team. So I do think the problem for them is um, there's another confident team on the other side of them. Carolina's shooting the cover off the ball, and they've got multiple guys who can give you 30 points any night. Uh, Brady Mathis could go for 30. We saw him almost go for 40 against Baylor. Caleb Love can give you 30 points. Uh, Armando Baycott's a walking double-double, 20 and 10 off the bus, it seems like. So this is a great matchup, and Duke's handled this really well. But uh, I think, you know, it's a great chance for revenge. I I still think Carolina has an excellent shot. I I don't think this is some predetermined thing where Coach K takes out Carolina in the Final Four. This is going to be a dogfight. I think the two games this year between Duke and Carolina were kind of outliers. How often do these things usually come down to the last possession or it's a four- or five-point game always? And the two games this year actually didn't. So those are the outliers. I think this one's going to be a real close game at the very end. Big 12 baseball, does this look like this is going to be a better race than we thought at the start of the season with four teams in the top 15 right now and Oklahoma State playing as well as they are? Yeah, this yeah, this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, couple upsets, though, in the midweek yesterday, which was interesting. You know, you see Abilene Christian uh, take out TCU. You saw A&M go and beat Texas. Uh, you saw Oklahoma pull off a shocker, not really a shocker, but a late-inning victory, uh, you know, against uh, Oklahoma State, 7-6. to six. 
yesterday. So, yeah, this thing's, this thing's pretty wide open. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. The Big 12 teams are really good, but they're also susceptible, it looks like. Josh, as far as football goes, when you look at the, the transfer portal and the landscape, JT Daniels is taking visits right now, the former quarterback at Georgia, and one of the destinations on his calendar coming up is West Virginia. Do you think the, the Mountaineers have a chance of landing him, and would he fit into their system? Yeah, it's interesting to see what, you know, Graham Harrell has really been emphasizing. I've seen this in articles. I've heard him speak about this. Fundamentals is what he's going to be coaching his quarterback group in. And so, you know, um, I think the, the thing with JT is he's going to want consistent work with JT. And, uh, you know, he's, I've had some experience working with him as well. I, I'm question, you know, I don't know about the fit. They have a couple guys there in green and Marchio, I, th- I think they're, that are pretty interesting to me. Marchio especially coming in at West Virginia is, is going to be an interesting prospect at quarterback. So we'll see how they handle that. But this is a talent acquisition game, guys. We saw Oklahoma do this. Once they had Dylan Gabriel, you say, oh, they're done. You know, that, that's their quarterback. Well, they still went after Jackson Dart, right? They still pursued him pretty hard. So just because West Virginia might have a couple guys they like, you really can never have too many guys, I think, that are good at the position, especially the new offensive coordinator and Graham Harrell wanted to switch things up. So a shot at him, sure. Should they pursue him? Yes. Will they get him? I bet he goes somewhere like at Oregon State where the you know the competition for that job might not be as much because that's what the problem is. He's been knocked off by other competition. And I know competition is good, but with his injury history and whatnot, he kind of needs a more clear path, I think, to being the number one guy considering his injury history. Talking with Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12, you talk about acquisition, talent acquisition. Uh, what about retaining that acquisition? Do you think we're going to see more and more coaching staffs hang on to that depth chart and keep it locked somewhere uh, where where they don't release that information, where they try to hang on to their talent through the summer into the fall and continue that the quote-unquote competition for starting positions to hang on to their people? Yeah, you're going to see a whole lot of the Gardner Minshew is battling Trevor Lawrence for a, a spot. That's the most recent. I just remember, you know, Urban Meyer keeping up this ridiculous charade at Jacksonville where it's like, Gardner Minshew's got a shot. You know, he's, he's in this quarterback battle with the number one overall pick. Yeah, there's going to be moments where, you know, the guy is a pretty clear guy, but the coach, for coach's reasons, is going to be like, no, we had a quarterback battle going on. I'd say the most the place in the Big 12 where this is definitely taking place 100% is, uh, is going to be Texas, right? Quinn Ewers, you don't bring in a guy like that to sit. Uh, he's not coming there to sit. But Steve Sarkeesian's going to say it's a quarterback battle between him and you know, Hudson Card as well. Um, you know, I, I think there are some places where there are legit battles, right? Like Baylor's a good example. That's a quarterback battle. That, that, that is a fight for that position. But, yeah, I think there are going to be a lot of spots where coaches say this is a battle and they might already have their minds made up just so they can hang on to a guy and make sure they have some depth because I'll tell you what, guys, any, a lot of these kids that have ideas about their spot in the depth chart, it's not where they want it to be. As, as we wind down spring practices, uh, they're going to be hitting the road, be hitting the portal. I think we're going to see a whole lot of that. So, you know, I, I know it almost seems like lying to the kids, but – um, coaches are going to have to do that if they got players they want to retain. It's just kind of the, the weird time that we're in now. Who has the biggest room for improvement in the Big 12 in spring football? Is it the obvious Kansas? 
Uh, I would say maybe Kansas Kansas State. Like, like what like what does that look like with Adrian Martinez? Because I think it can go both ways. I think there's a chance that you know if Adrian Martinez cleans up his turnover problem. We're talking about a really good player, right? If this guy you know can take care of the football better, that's a guy that's going to fit right in. But if his issues you know, and Colin Klein, I think, is a great, great offensive coordinator to have for him. But if his turnover issues persist, that thing could go real downhill if, if he's, you know, losing the football in late-game situations or a lot of situations because we all know Kansas State's, even Deuce Vaughn's great, but not always the most explosive offense. You know, they, they kind of eat up clock. And if you're limiting possessions like they did in the OU game and you're messing up in some of those possessions, well, it's going to cost you results, uh, cost you victory. So, I think that one's a big variance one. I think, you know, KU is an obvious choice, but it's it not because, you know, four wins would be such growth for them. Uh, I think it's important from the perspective of this is Lance Leipold's first full spring because, remember, he was hired late in the game last year. So that's big. And then I want to point at Baylor, too. Baylor's got the quarterback battle. Baylor's got some key guys to replace, but I think, you know, a lot of people still favor them as a top-tier Big 12 team next year. So can Dave Aranda, how does he get it going to repeat success? That's my big question. So I think Baylor, Kansas State, and Kansas are the ones who can take those leaps. I'd throw West Virginia in there also. Who do you think's posed for a breakout season this year the way Baylor was last year? Ooh, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult to say. You know, who is that team that could come from the back and make it to the – Big 12 championship game. I, um, I mean, if Kansas State gets a great season, that could happen. Uh, I think Iowa State could surprise some people. They're not going to be as bad, maybe, as we thought. This is kind of where Matt Campbell wants to be, right? So if there's like two weeks left in the season, we're like, could could this Iowa State team have a shot to mess up the order up top? I think it's Texas. I think Texas flips the script this year. They've got way too much talent. They've turned over that roster. And I think there is a big-time opening this year because Oklahoma State lost so much of their defense. Baylor lost some key players as well. I think there is an opening up top. And so can Kansas or can Texas exploit that? No, it's not the sexiest pick, in, or, you know, not the, the toughest pick in the world, not, not the, uh, you know, kind of the obvious choice, but they've got the talent. I think Sark's a good coach. Pete Kwiatkowski is going to be under a lot of pressure this year. Got a lot of good players in. You have Gary Patterson also. I think that's the team that if I had to pick a, a Big 12 championship game right now, I'd say it's going to be Texas OU. I can't let you get out of here without asking this. I know you cover the Nationals for Locked On uh, Nationals yeah. as well. You fill in those Cherry Blossom uniforms? Yeah, they kind of reminded me of my grandmother's furniture, but in like a positive <laughs> way. Uh, you know, it's just, they're just nice. You like to see the Cherry Blossom. It's a good look. So, yeah, I, I, I will say I do like the jerseys. All right. Uh, hey, what do you got coming up on your podcast? Uh, we talked. We're doing a big spring football kickoff that is coming out today. So I, I hope you guys uh, check that out, and we'll be previewing the Final Four as well. So spring football season, you guys know how it is. Talking season begins, and also hoops as well. All right, final final thought. Who's the winner on Monday night? I think the Jayhawks beat North Carolina in the championship game. I, I think KU gets it done, and I, that's my pick: KU over Carolina. But I think a lot of people make picks like that, and then Duke's going to end up being Villanova. So uh, that's how this year has worked. I'm going to KU over Carolina. Josh, as always, it is a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for the time.
Yep, talk to you guys. Bye. We'll see you later. That is uh, Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. It's 19, 19 minutes after 8. We talk more football. We do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The cold front has cleared central Texas, and now we'll start to see clearing skies across the region. Still very windy with high temperatures today, topping out at 76 degrees. It'll be mostly clear tonight, not as windy. We dropped to 41 and mostly sunny, seasonal tomorrow at a high of 74. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Coach Rod and the Bears back at Baylor Ballpark and here on ESPN Central Texas. It's a non-conference weekend this weekend at Baylor Ballpark for Coach Rod and the Bears hosting East Tennessee State. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor Bear Baseball. The home of Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. StarTex Propane has been servicing McLennan and surrounding counties since 1976. This local and family-owned business is happy to take care of all your commercial and residential propane needs, including tank service, refills, outdoor kitchens, grills, fireplace units, turkey fryers, and fish cookers. StarTex offers competitive pricing that will meet or beat their competitors. So head on over to their website, StarTexPropane.com, or stop by the Big Red Building on LaSalle Avenue and join the more than 14,000 customers in Central Texas that choose StarTex Propane for all their propane needs. Pro Star Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. Pro Star Rental, they make work easier. 
Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Game Time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, Good Feet, and Versalift Southwest. Eight twenty-three. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. John Moore's coming up at three this afternoon, and Matt Mosley will be here at four o'clock. Here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, we are we're glad you're with us. Let, let's talk a little NFL football. Uh, were you guys surprised yesterday when you heard that Andy Dalton is going to be a New Orleans Saint? No, a little, but I understand what he's doing. Well, I get it. <laughs> I, I I totally get it. But I I was I didn't see it. I mean, I didn't. I didn't have Andy Dalton going to New Orleans. Uh, it's a great move on his part. Oh, oh I absolutely, think, yeah. it is. <laughs> I mean, he's, quote, the backup, but how quickly does he get on the football field? Pretty soon. Yeah, I, you know, he, even if he doesn't, pretty soon he's still in a great position uh, to be able to, you know, sit there and kind of have his own destiny plan for him because, look, something's going to happen in New Orleans. He's going he's gonna to have some playing time, but he's also in a good place with a good coaching staff and, and gives him an opportunity to just kind of, Sit back and say, okay, if I get in, great. If I don't, I'm okay too. And, and the staff has identified how they're going to go about this, at least to begin, as uh, as Hill uh, – look, James Winston's going to be the starter. Mm-hmm. Hill's moving to tight end. Mm-hmm. Dalton's moving into backup quarterback. Now, how long that that formula lasts, who knows, but that's how they're going to start, and they've kind of identified how they're going to do things. If he doesn't play a snap – if he sits there and holds a clipboard and wears a baseball cap, it's $3 million in his back pocket. There you go. Not a bad gig. That's the greatest gig in the world. Uh, it, and, yeah. <laughs> and he's a hell of a lot closer to home. Yeah. Absolutely. And aren't you – and if you're him, you're like, come on, Jameson, play well, buddy. You know, yeah. and I'll hang out right here at 34 years of age I'm and get fine. another three. <laughs> I'll take another three for yes, the retirement sir. plan. Yeah, so good for him. Good for him. All right, we, we mentioned this, and, and again, uh, I, I, if you want to you wanna jump in and – and hit the CNC Collision Center text line 254-662-1660. Let us know what you think. Here's what the NFL has decided. They have decided that in the regular season, the overtime rule is going to stay the same. However, when we get to the playoffs, it's not. It is going to be each team will have one possession, and if we're still tied after one possession, we are going to sudden death. Uh, I, I like that, but I don't like the fact that we're going to have two different rules. It, it, uh, to me, what what what's what's good for the regular season should be good for overtime. I, I mean, for the playoffs. But we're going to have two different rules. Uh, yeah, I'm it, fine with it because I don't care about the regular season. If they end in the tie, it doesn't matter. Uh, and and I understand the thought process of it. Like we said earlier, mm-hmm. there's 18 games already. You're already asking them to do more than you probably should. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and you know, it, going extra. Long in a game, fine. It, 
it, it's just going to be more snaps, and every snap is like a car crash on those bodies. And so you're trying to protect the players a little bit, not having to go those extra snaps. And you know, as as you pointed out yesterday, hey, if you know if you're worried about you know a guy going down and, and scoring on you in overtime, you should have got the job done earlier. Yeah, play defense. But see, you know, like yesterday when we were talking, Ward, I know you were talking about, and you mentioned the keep the game going rule that they were looking yeah. at. And you're talking about from a coaching perspective how that would change your dynamic of go, approaching it. In this situation, as a coach, wouldn't you want to have some reps under your belt preparing for that moment instead of changing everything up once you got into overtime and no. the playoffs? No, no, it doesn't matter. No, you, you, Th- Those reps don't matter as far as when you're getting to the playoffs. You're getting plenty of reps during the season. Uh, and, and you should be able to understand – how you're going to approach approach it anyway. And Tom had a great point. When you get to the playoffs, both quarterbacks are very, very oh, yeah. capable yeah. In, in every game that you're in the playoffs. And so giving each one of those guys an opportunity to touch the football is probably a good idea. When you're in the regular season, you know, maybe a team is is fighting their rear off to get to overtime, but they really don't have the same talent pool that the other right. team does. And so they just sit out there and meander around for 15 more minutes, and and it doesn't really matter. I I just I feel like, hey, look, if, if you're gonna do it in at any time, do it for one and not the other. It needs to be in the playoffs. I think it's more level playing field in the playoffs than it is in the regular season. It, it gotcha. is, but man, for me, I'm a I'm a consistency continuity kind of guy, and if you know, yeah, look, but the regular season does it. I mean. It could determine whether you get in the playoffs. It could, but I mean, so if you don't get a touch, obviously the NFL doesn't give a damn if they have a tie in the regular well, season. Uh, I mean, true. That's, that's very true. That's the exclamation point that they they're putting out there. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. But the first time, because look, what brought this on? What brought this conversation the on? Playoffs. A playoff game. Okay. So the first time somebody in week 17 doesn't get in the playoffs, then there's going to be another screaming fight. Yep. Why didn't we get a chance in regular in, in overtime? If we would, we'd have scored and we'd have went to the playoff. When that happens, then the rule will change. Here's Roger Goodell talking about it uh, yesterday at the NFL players, uh, the NFL owners meetings. Yep. The overtime change that was passed today with the modified proposal for only the postseason, mm-hmm. do you anticipate that we're going to see this eventually go into the regular season? And to what extent did the outcry from fans, media, everyone else about the Kansas City-Buffalo playoff game and how that ended impact the thinking in the room? Tom, I, you know, listen, we always listen to the fans. That's an important thing. Um, you know, you hear that on both sides, uh, and I understand that. Um, we're always looking to improve. And I think what really drove the decision was the database, ultimately, and looking at the facts and what's happened. Where we saw that most having an influence, I think it was 12 games in, in the postseason been in overtime, uh, seven of which I believe uh, were won on the first uh, possession. That when you see that, that's the type of thing that I think our coaches never looked at. This is an issue in the postseason we should deal with. Uh, I think they like the the overtime rule in the regular season. I don't necessarily mean believe that just because we're doing it in the postseason that'll lead to the in the post uh, in the regular season. Though. Um, and we'll always look at that. There may be a different uh, solution. You know, the overtime rule's been through a lot of changes. Uh, I think it was ten and twelve, and, and now twenty-two. So I, I think um, we'll continue to look at that and sharpen those rules as we do with every rule. I, I, one of the things I'm really proud of this league is we always look. Every year at our rules, 
and try to make an evaluation of what's best for the game, what's best for the safety of the game, what's best for our players, and most of all, what's best for our fans. And I think um, that's paid dividends by the quality of our game. What's best for our fans? <laughs> that dude, man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Stop it. All right, 831. I, I, again, you know, I, I, I'm glad they made this decision. Uh, but, I, I, again, I'm, I'm going to tell you that I wish this would be the decision of, of, uh, of regular season or leave it alone all the way around. I mean, again, I'll go back and tell you, Buffalo, get Kansas City off the field and, or, you know, in regular season, hey, Buffalo, get Kansas City off the field in overtime. <laughs> you know, Kansas City it took care of business. Uh, A31, this is – and, again, you're always going to have debate on rules and things of that nature. So, I mean, that's, that's always going to be a part of the of – the, of the of the program. All right, uh, eight thirty one. Let's um, let's get a break and then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk with Stephen Simcox here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor athletics. Don't forget we have uh, baseball and softball coming up this weekend. As uh, baseball is going to step out of conference, they're going to play East Tennessee State uh, in a three game set, and uh, Oklahoma State will be in town to take on uh, the Baylor softball team. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Matt Mosley. Weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Interesting hire. Had a tremendous run, as you said. Very impressive. But that's funny, uh, Aaron. Did you say it went back to, like, 2012 or 2015? I find it interesting that these schools sometimes, when they're kind of like, huh, who are we going to hire? They're like, well, Steve Prom was pretty good here. <laughs> you know, like seven, eight years ago. The Matt Mosley Show. Weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Beginning Wednesday, January 19th, Helmet Aerospace in Waco will be holding a weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Helmet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at howmet.com slash wacocareers or wacohr at howmet.com. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Jeep celebration is going on now at Allen Samuels. Come see the newest Grand Cherokee, the new 2022 available in a two-row or a family favorite, the three-row Model L. Jeep re-engineered for the future. The Grand Cherokee is ready for the next great adventure. Are you? Find legendary power and confidence, along with head-turning style, is what Grand Cherokee is. First responders get a $500 discount. Shop AllenSamuelsDCJ.com or come in and see our huge selection of brand-new cars and trucks. Come by. Let's be friends. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. 
So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Crawfish for Casa is a community-wide crawfish boil presented by champion sponsor Ascension Providence and supporting Casa of McLennan County. There will be a silent auction and all the crawfish or chicken gumbo you can eat. All proceeds strengthen and support Casa's work advocating for children in foster care in our community. Friday, April 1st, 7 p.m. at Base Extraco Event Center. Details online at bit.ly forward slash crawfish 2022. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254 730 Roof at 730 7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Texas A&M will play for the championship of the National Invitational Tournament after a 72-56 win over Washington State. Xavier beat Vanderbilt 75-73 to earn the right to face the Aggies. Baylor baseball blasted two home runs among 16 hits to outslug UTA 15-9. They start a non-conference three-game home series with East Tennessee State on Friday. Baylor softball dropped a 6-4 decision to Incarnate Word, their fourth consecutive loss. They try to right the ship this weekend, hosting Oklahoma State. Rain has postponed a baseball doubleheader between McLennan and Weatherford. They'll be at Mosque River Ballpark tomorrow at noon. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Don't want to get ahead of myself, feeling things I've never felt. It's kind of hard for me to explain. 8.36. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward-Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And we're joined out by Stephen Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. Stephen, uh, good morning. And, and let's begin with baseball. Uh, the Frogs with a great weekend, and now they are 5-1 and one in league play. Only Oklahoma State is ahead of them, and they're undefeated at 3-0. and Yeah, they're playing pretty well. Uh, took care of business against Kansas State at home. K-State's bullpen really struggled to throw strikes, not help TCU pull away in those games on Friday through Sunday. I actually went out last night and stubbed their toe against ACU at home, so that was kind of funny, but that's baseball for you. Um, they'll pick back up tonight against UTA and then West Virginia after that. Um, the schedule works out pretty well for them early here in conference play. They have a chance to stack up some wins at home against some teams in K-State and West Virginia that were projected to be at the bottom of the conference. And then later in April, um, they get Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Texas, and back-to-back-to-back weekends. So that's really when we're going to see how good this team is. But um, as much as they can, uh, as far as you know, trying to pad that, that win total right now, that's going to be really significant down the stretch as they try to – you know, stay alive and, and stay somewhat in the mix in the Big 12 championship race. Stephen Hornfrog football in full uh, spring practice mode right now. And uh, one of the things that Sonny Dyke has said, he wants to, you know, change the culture a little bit with TCU. And part of that was 
having the alumni day last weekend with over 150 former players from the 50s all the way to last year come back to practice and it was a big day how is that changing the culture and how positive a day was that for the frogs right i mean it was a good move by him i think he's hitting all the right notes off the field so far and it's a big deal ward because i mean you know gary gary patterson was there for so long i mean those former players they love him they trust him they knew him you know if they came back to tcu he was there he knew their families um they had the the saying that they always said was 40 not four so you know if you went to play at tcu it wasn't just a four-year commitment like um they hope to be involved with your life you know all the way through so um it's a transition and He's trying to earn the trust of those guys. It's a different voice. It's a different era. Um, so I think it's really significant that he had them out at practice, that, you know, they had a meal afterwards and he got a chance to speak with them. Um, as much as he can get those guys on his side, that's a big deal uh, because this is a proud program with a lot of, you know, famous alumni in the past couple decades um, that have an influential voice in the decision-making. So it was a good move by him. Um, and I just feel like the way he's been pretty open and, accessible to the fans and the media early on uh, has been a good PR move for him. You know, I don't know how much, how much that'll, it'll stay that way as he, you know, continues to kind of establish himself, but um, it's been a nice change of pace early in his tenure. Steven Quentin Johnson is arguably the, well, the best receiver in the big 12, but when you look at this roster, is Quincy Brown a guy that you expect to step up and become wide receiver number two to take some of that pressure off of him? I can definitely see that. Yeah, Quincy Brown's an interesting story, Garrett. Um, he was originally committed to Mississippi State uh, back in the 2020 class. That didn't end up working out, had some academic issues, then sort of just quietly ended up on TCU's campus, played last year, made an impact towards the end of the season. Um, but I, I think that's a name to know. And, uh, you know, with this offense, with this air raid offense, they're going to throw the ball a little bit more, try to spread it around. Uh, you want to have multiple guys that can take some of that pressure off Quentin Johnson because, as you said, he's going to get a lot of attention. And, uh, you know, I, I saw Quentin talk to the media yesterday. He's put some weight on in the offseason. He's trying to work hard to stay healthy because that's been a problem for him, um, just kind of physically getting beat up the past couple of years. If he can do that, then I think he can have a big year. But, yeah, they're going to have to spread the ball around, and I think they intend to do that. You know, Tay Barber and Darius Davis are two guys in the slot that have been around for a long time. And I feel like they'll be really involved in the offense as well. Um, if you can find a way uh, to not allow teams to roll coverage to Quentin constantly, then that's going to benefit the whole offense. So, yeah, Quincy Brown's a good name to know, and, and I would expect him to um, be one of those guys that has a breakout season uh, with a new direction in the offensive scheme now. Steven, under Joseph Gillespie with this defense, is the philosophy going to be to play – faster and more downhill with this defense? I think so. Um, you know, the, the defensive guys have been talking over the past week about just how it's, it's funny and different learning a new system um, and trying to figure out all their responsibilities. But I, I think, you know, one thing in the secondary, you're probably going to see less man coverage. Um, but I, I do expect them to be aggressive, that being said. Like, I think they're going to try to fly the football. Uh, and, you know, one thing that, um, that Gary Patterson really prides himself on was having a pretty complex defense. And I wonder if, if Gillespie tries to simplify things a little bit, especially in year one, so these guys can just kind of try to read their keys and fly to the football as much as possible and not have to worry so much about thinking through, um, you know, every single possibility in a, in a play call that could go down. So I, I feel like he's going to try to get them 
to play fast, to play hard, to play downhill, like you said. And, uh, you know, that starts up front with this three-man defensive lineman uh, front that they're going to have, and they're going to have to find a way to get some push there and allow, uh, you know, their linebackers to make plays. Kind of sticking with that, man, is that where having Marcel Brooks go back to that linebacker position is going to be beneficial for this team? I hope so. You know, Jared, I mean, I, I personally would uh, bet a lot on Marcel Brooks. Not, nothing against him. It's just he's been he's been on campus now for two seasons, and you really haven't seen his impact. Now, as you sort of mentioned there, he's gone back and forth. Like when he got there from LSU, they had him on the defensive side of the ball as more of an outside linebacker. Then they tried to put him in that wide receiver spot. That didn't work. Now they have him back at linebacker. Uh, but he had a uh, – in the practice Saturday, which was more of a kind of an open scrimmage, he forced a fumble. Um, and you could tell the guys on the sidelines were going crazy. I think the, his teammates really want him to be good. They see the potential. The coaches see the athleticism. They see the potential. Um, he's a Fort Worth kid, a former five-star recruit. So – if they can find a way to, you know, get him to play fast, get him to play hard, fly around and make some plays, and that's going to be big for this defense. Uh, it's just a matter of finding a way to get him on the field and finding a way for him to be effective. Chandler Morris bulked up over the offseason and, and looks pretty good right now. Do you think he's going to challenge for this starting position this spring? I definitely think so. I feel like it's a pretty open competition. You know, I, I think Sonny Dykes and the new staff want to give respect to Max Duggan for – being the starter for the past few years and I know he's been getting a lot of those first team reps early in camp but um, Chandler Morris has gotten some of those reps too and you know you saw what he could do against Baylor he followed that up with a really tough game against Oklahoma State but um, I think his ability with the arm talent he has to make uh, make big time throws make throws in coverage is going to be something that could separate him and uh, yeah I I firmly believe he'll be in the mix I, I think you know if if him or Max kind of separates themselves during the spring, then maybe they just stick with the what they have in that room. I could also see them maybe adding a grad transfer after spring ball just to try to get some depth in there. But I think they want it to be somebody who's already on campus, and um, Chandler Morris definitely has an opportunity to, get, to go get that job. And regardless of who wins this battle, Simi, it's really about protection, right? And you've got to be able to be comfortable in that pocket and that's really, when you look at this line, particularly the left tackle position, I know there's a battle going on right now. Do you think it's going to be Marcus Williams, or is it going to be Michael Nichols who comes out and earns that spot uh, for this first game? Yeah, that's a big question the offseason. Um, you know, neither of these guys have played a whole lot, so I don't have a great read on who's going to win it. I, I think Williams, Marcus Williams has been getting more reps with the first team, uh, you know, according to the guys that are out there at practice every day, but you're, you're definitely right, Garrett. I mean, for all the criticism that Max Duggan has gotten thrown his way the last few years, a lot of the issues have been the fact that he just simply hasn't had a clean pocket. He's always running for his life. Um, and this offensive line is so strange. You know, they've had games over the past couple seasons where they've been really good running the football, like getting downhill um, against teams like Texas Tech, Kansas, West Virginia. And I know I'm mentioning some teams that have also finished towards the bottom of the conference lately. Uh, but then they've had games where they just cannot find a way to protect the passer. So that's going to be a huge thing. I think uh, Sonny Dykes is going to try to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands fast to help those players out. But if you want like, if you want to use Quentin Johnson, if you want to use Quincy Brown, if you want to uh, use those guys to their full potential, then you have to throw the ball down the field. And to throw the ball down the field, you have to have a clean pocket. You have to find a way to block. So 
yeah, those tackle positions are, are ones to watch. Another name I'll throw out there, Jared, is Garrett Hayes. He came in that same class with Clint Johnson. He was a four-star recruit. And I really haven't heard his name much. I know he's been running with the second team mostly in spring camp. But I wonder if as the year goes on, this is his third year on campus, maybe he's finally at a point where he can contribute. But, um, yeah, I think it's pretty wide open of that tackle spot. They just need somebody who can protect the quarterback. We mentioned Quentin Johnson, the former Temple Wildcat, quite a bit. But what about the other Temple Wildcat on the team for the Horn Frogs, tight end Jared Wiley? How's he looking in the spring? Well, you know, you know that he's uh, he's pretty impressive physically. Like he's a big dude, and um, I'm excited about Jared. I think maybe it's my bias showing through a little bit because, as you mentioned, we covered him there at Temple. But I always felt like when Texas threw him the ball, like good things happened. They just didn't give him a ton of opportunities. I think at the very least he could be a force in the red zone, somebody that can use that body and that size to go up and get the football. But uh, yeah, I think they want to use Jared Wiley. Um, the tight end position was not something that was used a whole lot under Doug Meacham. But uh, Sonny Dykes had some success with uh, Grant uh, Calcaterra at SMU. So I, I feel like that's a, a position they want to get some more production from. And there's really nobody proven at that spot. Um, there's a, a transfer from Mississippi State, uh, Jeterius Spivey. Um, there's a, a player who's transferring, who didn't transfer in, but he in, initially came to TCU as a quarterback named Alex Hoyne. And now he's moving to tight end. So there's nobody that's uh, just got that spot locked down. I think Jared Wiley will have an opportunity to get some playing time. And, uh, yeah, I feel like he can be effective as a big target going over the middle. What's the most anticipated game for you when you look at the Horn Frogs uh, schedule this uh, upcoming season? Well, I don't know if it's the most anticipated, but I, I think this game will tell you a lot about how the season's going to go. And it's that rivalry game against SMU and non-conference play. Because they've lost the last two times they've played the Ponies. And, honestly, the last two seasons after those losses, um, the season just really took a turn. Like, you could kind of tell there was a lot of hope, there was a lot of optimism, and then they got beat up physically by those SMU teams, and all of a sudden there was a lot of finger pointing that went down. I think the team sort of lost its confidence. Some of the excitement that had built up during the offseason went away. Um, so I think going on the road to Dallas with a fan base that's going to be juiced up because they're not happy that Sonny Dykes left, that's going to be a, a big test early in the season for this team. And if they can take care of business and get to 3-0, and provided they win their games against Colorado and uh, Tarleton in the, in the first two weeks of the season, then I feel like you could have a TCU team that could be poised for a pretty, uh, pretty positive year. All right, Simi, uh, Final Four coming up this weekend. Monday night, Stephen Simcox believes blank is cutting down the nets. I think it's Kansas. I feel like Kansas and Duke is your national title game. And I know Duke has so much motivation with Coach K, you know, saying farewell and him going out on top would be a fantastic story. But um, KU to me, they've just been the most consistent team in March so far. You know, had a tough first half against Miami, but then righted the ship really quickly. Um, the emergence of Remy Martin has been another scorer for this team, another weapon for this team that they haven't really had all year long. And I don't think they've played their best basketball yet. So I think uh, they take care of business against Villanova and then they beat Duke in the in the, in the title game, and Bill Self gets another national title. The podcast is locked on Horn Frogs. What do you got coming up? Plenty of spring football coverage. Um, and, yeah, we're talking baseball as well. And then basketball offseason started, so we're watching closely to see if Mike Miles decides to go pro or if he returns 
just one more year. And it's locked on Horn Frogs wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much, guys, for having me on. Talk to you soon, Stephen Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked On Horn Frogs. Eight fifty, ten away from nine. Hey, if you want to sell your home, you can do it in five days, guaranteed. That's right. Uh, the brokerage house guarantees they'll sell your house in five days, or they're going to buy it from you. You see, Aaron Ryan and the group at uh, Brokerage House Realtors have a proven program that generates offers above market value and multiple offers on your home. You need more information? It's 5daystosold.com. That's 5daystosold.com. Or call Aaron at 817-812-2978. Recently on Game Time from CBSSports.com, Jayhan Jayaraja. You know, obviously they did lose their head coach, Lincoln Riley, uh, but it's more than anything else, I mean, they've got lost at so many key positions. They've lost their quarterback, their leading rusher, their leading tacklers. They're replacing a bunch of key guys at a lot of different positions. And then on top of that, they're going to be running a different defensive system, and they don't quite have the personnel to run it at this point. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. When it comes to filling out your brackets, look for a winning team. The Baylor Online NBA is ranked number eight in the nation by poets and quants. Advance your career to the next round. Check out all of Baylor's NBA programs, the online NBA from anywhere, the full-time NBA for early career, or the executive NBA meeting one weekend a month in Dallas at baylor.edu slash NBA. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254 730 Roof. That's 730 7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Texas A&M will play for the championship of the National Invitational Tournament after a 72-56 win over Washington State. Xavier beat Vanderbilt 75-73 to earn the right to face the Aggies. Baylor baseball blasted two home runs among 16 hits to outslug UTA 15-9. They start a non-conference three-game home series with East Tennessee State on Friday. Baylor softball dropped a 6-4 decision to Incarnate Word, their fourth consecutive loss. They try to right the ship this weekend, hosting Oklahoma State. Rain has postponed a baseball doubleheader between McLennan and Weatherford. They'll be at Mosque River Ballpark tomorrow at noon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. For the grand bag on game time. All right, eight fifty four softball last night. Baylor softball drops a six uh, four decision to Incarnate Word. They're now seventeen to fourteen. Incarnate Word improves to eleven and twenty on the year, and they're welcome in Oklahoma State 
this weekend. Uh, Baylor baseball uh, outslugs UTA 15-9. Baylor will step out of conference play and play East Tennessee State this weekend, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. Rangers, Ward, you're, uh, I, I know how, how in, in tune you are with the Rangers right now. They have announced the $56 million man, John Gray, as their starting pitcher against the Toronto Blue Jays. You feel pretty good about that that first game on Friday? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> he's, his confidence is glowing over it, there. It just kills me how he stepped away from our Rangers. Wow. I respect it. I respect it. Ranger baseball right here all season long on ESPN. So there you go. All right. Uh, let's see. A pro day's coming up over at, uh, over at Baylor. So a lot of the guys will be, uh, will be, uh, out there doing that thing. And we'll, uh, we'll have Garrett and I will both be there. So we'll report back to you on that. So there you go. All right. Uh, John Morris is coming up at three o'clock this afternoon here on ESPN central Texas. And, uh, then of course, um, Coming up uh, at uh, 4 o'clock, it is Matt Mosley. That is going to do it for us. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the program. We will see you in the morning at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas.